Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2039. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, city I've been in many, many times with a very special guest by the name of Morgan Lucas. Morgan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, yeah, man. Let's chirp some brodies. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, I love it. You know, kind of a funny question for a guy like you, because you've released a lot of clutches and laid down a lot of rubber uh, in your day. But before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this new role that you have, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Morgan? Oh, you know, something that I don't know if I should or shouldn't be proud of. Okay. But uh, <laughs> since I was a kid, I've always been a fan of the comic strips. I grew up with comic book heroes and all the things before I got into racing. That was a thing I enjoyed. So I doodled a lot. I drew a lot. You know, my parents were busy working and they gave me some paper and I would sketch out uh, different pictures and different things. And so that's kind of almost like a form of therapy for me. You know, whenever I feel stressed, I can just start sketching something out and Actually, sometimes it helps me listen better in a meeting if I'm kind of doing a little scratching. So it's a weird quirk, but uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that about me or not. You know, that's pretty fascinating. It's kind of like journaling in a way, but in a different way. And I used to do that in school, and I didn't realize at the time it was probably helping me listen. But of course, the teachers were always walking up going, why are you drawing pictures of cars, Mark? You should be listening to me speak in the front of the classroom. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. It's, it's so funny that everybody's got their own method and their way of doing things. And, and that's the, that's the thing that works for me because I, like you said, I feel like I'm not looking around the room. I'm not measuring the, the person speaking. I'm, I'm measuring the words coming out of their mouth. And uh, I feel like it's, you know, maybe you're somebody, maybe I have mild ADD. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, if that's the case, if that's what helps you, I think that uh, you should lean into it. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, it's an interesting way we all have different abilities or techniques in order to listen better. And that's certainly one thing that everyone in the world needs to work on is being a better listener, right? Just ask my wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask mine too. Yeah, she's always reminding me of that. So uh, there we go. Well, let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into your world. Morgan Lucas is the president of Lucas Oil Products. He grew up in the automotive and racing world, getting his first exposure to drag racing at just 10 years old, attending the NHRA World Finals. His professional drag racing career began in 2004. I told you he knows how to lay down some rubber, and he went on to win multiple championships. His experience on the track blends nicely with his role in the family business at Lucas Oil, an iconic brand that leads the way in the motor racing industry. Morgan brings an authentic and endearing leadership style to the company. It was founded by his father, Forrest Lucas, the mission of using hard work and integrity to create high-quality problem-solving products carries on with Morgan's stewardship. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so please give them a little listen. They're the reason we're here, and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered 
for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-2-1 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Morgan, we are back. So I want to, now I usually say dive dive a little deeper in the corner, but you're a drag racer, so there's no cornering involved. Uh, Just go straight down the track. But I'd really like to go back early to the beginning because Lucas Oil is one of those brands that is iconic. Anyone who's ever raced and I raced knows the brand. We know your products. We know they work. But I'd like for you to go back to when your father started the brand because you told me something in our pre-show chat that I found fascinating. And then we're going to move forward into your role in the par- in the company today, your love for racing cars and where you plan on taking the brand. So grab the wheel, my friend. You know, it's funny. I as we're talking on the show or the pre-chat that I, I like to understand what makes people tick. And I, I, obviously I've grown up with my dad. I I know, uh, I know who he is. At least I like to believe, but he he finds ways to surprise me, but (laughs) you know, he came from a a place of, um, you know, poverty. Uh, He was born into a house with no electricity. Uh, As I said before, the closest phone was four miles away. You know, he lived the whole walking uphill, uh, in Both the snow ways to school, to school, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, he told me about it. And if your jeans didn't fit, you had a growth spurt. You just said deal with it for a year because that's that's how it was. And um, you know, you think about that. That's that's real life for a lot of people in the world. And I think that's that's a big part of what drove him to create our original brands, original products, Lucas Oil Stabilizer, the Lucas Fuel Treatment, the Transmission Fix, because he had his own trucking company. He worked hard his whole life. And he started having problems with the trucks going across the, the Southwest, hot weather, uh, overheating issues, parts failure. And 
he knew that there had to be a better way. He understood mechanics. He understood metal on metal. He understood, you know, parts failure and why and how. So he took that knowledge and he also, you know, was self-studied and learned a lot about chemistry and found some, what I would call the secret sauce, uh, you know, the product, the, 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 the part of the recipe that makes it so special. And he started working on finding his ratios to, to make it work. He would prove them out himself with the intention of solving problems. And he's 80 years old now. He still works every day. It, it might be a different project all the time, but that's just how he is. He doesn't know anything besides work. But you know, early on when the products started working for us, he realized, and my mother, you know, I think suggested to him, it's time to go out and start selling this to somebody else. So we incorporated, uh, took the products out into the marketplace. I remember driving around with him in the back of a, a old Buick Riviera with oil in the trunk. And he was just pedaling, go to Petro's and talk to store managers. He would work. And I just saw him work his magic, but it made it easy for him because he knew the products worked. And that word of mouth really helped us. That was the early marketing for us. You know, you get a truck driver with a CB in his hand talking about how something worked for him, testimonials in real time. And uh, even to this day, you know, we rely on testimonials. We get them all the time from, from happy customers and we feel blessed to have that. But uh, not too long ago, uh, most of the ones are our marketing head and, uh, and my wife and, and a few of us really were having a meeting and my father walked in at the end and we decided to show him something. We pulled up Amazon uh, on the TV, right? You know, we popped it up there. And I'm not a tech savvy guy, so I understand that I'm talking <laughs> probably like archaic words to somebody, but threw it up there and went straight to the reviews. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you should probably go check it out because for us, we carry very high review ratings. And uh, my dad's e smile just couldn't have topped from ear to ear. He still has that feeling of pride and exceptionalism towards the brand, towards the product, and it, it runs off through us. And I, I try to you know, channel that when I can. I want people to know because I've used it in situations, whether I was racing or in real life, where it's worked for me as well. And it's it's just really cool to be able to have that kind of confidence in what you're doing and, and what you're trying to to share with the rest of the world. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. Uh, he found a need, he filled that need, and then realized other people have this need and how can I help them? And that's really what... The Lucas Oil brand is all about is helping people accomplish what they want to accomplish in not having a disastrous effect. You and I were talking about racing, and we all know in racing, things blow up and things happen. I've had to recently show videos of myself on fire to my kids. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh well, luckily, I never caught on fire. Yeah, you were a much more serious racer than I was. And the motor was behind me, so I got lucky on that one. But <laughs> You know, when I had Dan Don Garlitz on, he talked about that time when he was racing when the, the dragsters were engines were in front and that blew part of his foot off uh, when that thing exploded on him. And uh, yeah. yeah, scary, scary stuff. So let's talk about your role there. You're stepping into some pretty big shoes. No doubt that has some maybe a little trepidation, but also some excitement in your world of what you want to do. So what's it look like for you uh, being at the helm now at Lucas Oil Products? You know, it, it's a little different from the good old days when there was five to 10 to 25, you know, as it grew, uh, we have 600 plus employees now Wow, stretched out across the country. Um, and we're wholesalers. So that's a lot, you know, we, we feel very proud of what we've built, but that means there's just a lot more things to manage and maintain, uh, from everything from personnel to, uh, supply chain related issues, uh, customers, different things that, uh, they're all part of business things that when I was drag racing, 
when I was really good at spending money, I didn't realize I was going to have to deal with when it's time to be a little more time to earn time to earn some money. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's a different, different aspect, but it's, it's an inversion of itself. So what the heck, let's try it. Right. But I, I've grown up around this company and I've learned a lot, uh, just probably by mission from my, my parents, just by being around and a lot of great people through, uh, have come through the business as well. And now my wife, she works alongside me here. Uh, my wife, Katie, and she's fantastic. Just really driven. Uh, always been a kind of a businesswoman at heart. And and we've surrounded ourselves with uh, a great team. That's really, to me, what's making this so special on this journey is we're, we're building something that's going to have the legs for the long haul. Um, and, you know, we don't know what the automotive market's going to look 20 years from now, but look like, you know, but we, we do feel confident that we're going to continue to try to make products that do exactly what we're still doing and that it's helping the consumer. Uh, you know, inflation's high, gas prices are high. The world's in a, in a crazy situation. And, you know, when you can't get uh, that part that you need to, to fix your big rig, you can't get that uh, new transmission, you need to go the extra however many thousand miles. That's where we come in. And it's, it's so interesting to me because so many people, uh, they're afraid to touch their cars today. They don't know. They don't understand cars. And, and what's really cool is if you just go to YouTube, you go to Amazon, you, you come to lucasoil.com, you're going to find information and videos and, and a lot of content that helps people understand that it's really not a scary thing to do. You know, again, you're filling that need and you touched on something. The world is rapidly changing. The automotive world is rapidly changing and we see the onset, onset of electric vehicles, but there's still moving components in those vehicles and things that have to be lubricated and cared for and uh, made to last, if you will. So yeah, 20 years, who knows what things are going to be like, but uh, I think Lucas Oil is still going to be around. And I love the fact that your family business has always felt like a family business, even though it's huge. And the fact that it's carrying on as a family business, but still I mean, that's a lot of employees to deal with. That's a lot of people to deal with. I think it's really tremendous. It's always had that feel to me when you think of Lucas Oil is, I kind of, I know I keep thinking of something kind of funny, finger licking good chicken. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, just kind of down home, started by a guy that saw a need and needed to fill it. And uh, that's my perception of your brand. That's exactly who we are. We we have 600 employees. We are capable of producing a lot of volume of product and, and we have scaled very well. But we haven't lost that, that part of us that loves the challenge to create something new or, you know, fix a need for somebody, uh, again, solve those problems. And uh, that, that kind of creates this element of a, a boutique kind of, you know, size and shape and fit, you know, for certain niche bases. Like our relationship with uh, Richard Childress and, and ECR uh, developing uh, premium racing oils for their engines and, and working with them and going back and forth from the drawing board to make sure that we're constantly working to make something bigger, better, faster. That's fun for us. You know, making oil and selling it to people, it's a sense of pride. Well, a lot of the fun comes on the other side when we're developing things that we never thought we'd be developing. It's tremendous. I think it's really great. I always like to ask my guests about what I call a driving inspiration, a mentor, influential person. I'm kind of guessing in your world, it's your father, Forrest, uh, but maybe you'll surprise me here. Well, who would that person be for you? You know, my father has been my mentor for most of my life, but I have to give shared credit to my wife. When I was driving, we met. I was right in the thick of my career. And she was a fantastic, supportive wife at that point, but she didn't know anything about race cars. She, you know, top fuel cars. She'd never been to a drag race before I brought her to one. And it, it, she just, 
she had a lot of fun with that. And I could tell that she was, you know, extremely just engaged in the whole situation just because, you know, we were there together. We're a team. And when that transitioned to my career starting over Lucas Oil Products, we just started having kids. And uh, she, she just, again, still supportive. She found ways to continue to help where she could with that path. And now that her kids are old enough to be in school, she is right there. We are working alongside each other, even though sometimes I got to go pick up kids from school. She's got to go take them to a dentist appointment, whatever it is. But we do it. We, we make it work together. But she has uh, an amazing background uh, when it comes to her education. She went to the Kelly School of Business. She understands taking the emotion out of you know, the business, making it a little more black and white, taking away a lot of the gray area. Um, uh, you know, trying to help me understand criticism a little bit better as a, as a proud male. I don't really receive that well at times and yeah, she's made that better for sometimes me. Sometimes those guys need a little work on that. And, and, but it couples well with my, my dad's approach as well. She's polished on the business side. My father is very relatable to our customers, to our friends and partners in the industry. He's very common sense when it comes to things, uh, you know, how to look at the situations and making decisions. I think that it pairs well together for me to have two people that uh, are, I'm so close to and can depend on in that way. You're very fortunate. <laughs> no kidding. Very blessed for sure. I think it's wonderful. We'll take a short break and thank our sponsors here. We come back. I want to talk about a big challenge that you faced in your life, your career, somewhere along the way. So keep the seatbelt cinched tight and we'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So we are back, Morgan. So let's talk about this. I like to bring up this question more about how you turn it around to a valuable learning lesson, a big obstacle, big challenge, maybe a big failure. Could be back in your racing career, could be in what you're doing today. Doesn't really matter. It's more about how you handled that situation and took it forward 
in a positive light. So uh, take us on a bit of a, maybe a uh, bumpy run since you are a drag racer. <laughs> There's so many things I could bring up uh, from a, a failure standpoint, but failure is what builds us up. It's what makes us stronger as long as you're willing to learn from it. And uh, I'd, I'd say my racing years, there's a, a lot of good examples of failure in there. Maybe not hiring correctly, not being as proactive when it came to the media side of things, just not treating the business as a business the way I should have. And it's weird because I'm just generalizing all the failures into one situation because I think at that point in my life, I was too proud and too immature to learn from the failures the way I should have. And, and again, having kids, you know, getting married, doing all the, the things that you do as you grow up, and then... What I, what I call getting a real job uh, and coming to work for the family business, it, it it helps change a lot of perspective. And it takes those those moments of failure, whether again it was a bad decision or you know something that you regret in those moments. So we wish you could go back and, and change. What, what would you do differently? You have to realize that those are opportunities. Those failures are opportunities. You got to turn it around and spin it into something that that, that works for you. And it's hard, again hard to drill in on on one because there's so many. <laughs> But I think the thing I learned the most from it is just, you know, turning something that's a negative, finding a way to make it a positive, and then moving it and putting it behind you and moving forward. It's it's a very mental uh, aspect of life, but uh, getting bogged down in the what ifs is, well, that's just quicksand. <laughs> Nicely said. There's this whole period of time where the idea of failure is not an option was occurring out there in the business world. And it really was the wrong way to look at things because if you think about leaders like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, they thrive on failure because they they push themselves outside of their comfort zone so that they get to the point of break. It's kind of like what you guys are developing products to keep parts from breaking. And how far can you push that part before it breaks? Well, let's find a way to push it a little further so it doesn't break. Uh, nice little segue I did there, right? <laughs> it's honestly, it's the truth. It, it, we, it, maybe that's something that I'm learning from the company. Maybe the company is my, uh, you know. Your mentor. Next, you know, <laughs> yeah, my mentor. It's next up down from God. I got the, the God company <laughs> and then everything else, right? Yeah. But I'm joking when I say that. I, I, I think that it's the people that make the company, and I've learned a lot from them over the years. Uh, and Sometimes you have to try to get in touch with a, a softer side of yourself to realize some of these things, I guess. And that's that was not something I was good at as at a younger age, but here we are. Here we are. I think it's great. So let's move forward into your bucket list of where you see Lucas Oil Products going, where you would like to take the brand. I know there's that's a very big question looking that far down in the future, but what are some of your ideas of the future for the brand? You know what? Right now we have a... Uh, I'm going to use a metaphorical idea wall and we're working towards that. We're, we're trying to vet out some options, opportunities, but to answer that question properly, uh, for me, I want the company to last for my kids to have jobs and maybe their kids and uh, some of our my coworkers and their kids and so on. And in order to do that, you know, we have to have longevity. We have to diversify our product offering. We have to figure that out. But my dad in the beginning created the core four. That's what we call it. That's uh, you know, stabilizer, fuel treatment or UCL, a transmission fix and power steering stop leak. Those products lifted us, elevated us to where we are, and they're still our best sellers across the board. The fuel treatments, that product category is, is um, uh, definitely expanded, but we try to make sure we can fix anything and everything. And so my dad created the core four. I would love to, to feel like that mark that I leave on this company and that would be my bucket list item from a career standpoint is that you know I help find our next core four. I want to be able to know that, uh, you know, 
I did something that uh, I think protects and delivers for this company. And I don't want to say just me. I just want to be part of that. I want to make sure that the group that we have put together is, is really working together to, to drive it home and to, to be able to deliver for the American people, for the world. And, and, and I'm not just, I'm not trying to say that, I'm not trying to put ourselves up on some political pedestal here, but we feel confident that we've saved the world a lot of money, um, saved people a lot of time and hours and hassle and headache. And that makes me proud. Uh, that makes me proud to know that. So what are, what are the next products that we can make to make everybody's life better? I love it. Boy, what a more more noble cause could there be? I don't know of one. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, in the car world, anything that makes things last longer and keeps headaches out of my garage is a good product. <laughs> in my perspective, uh, I think it's a great and noble cause. So let's talk about a special vehicle. I know you're a car guy, you're a racer. Is there a special vehicle in your life? And if so, tell me about that ride. You know, uh, my wife, uh, she's heard me talk over the years about me wanting an A-body style, uh, you know, Chevy from, you know, 60s, mid-60s. And uh, I've always been a fan of the 66, 67 Chevelle. And uh, she, behind my back for a birthday present, went around and, and talked with some of my, my racing friends and buddies. And she found this absolutely beautiful gem that's a... 67 Malibu, uh, two door with it's, it's fantastic. Got the four speed Muncie, the 327. It sounds great. It runs great. Uh, it's almost too nice for me, but, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and like any other car guy, I got an LS three sitting on the ground waiting to go in it. Uh, it's, you know, I love the 327, but, uh, I want to go on really long rides in the thing and uh, I want to go and and be able to enjoy it and, and just, I don't know. I'm a car guy. I love I love high performance cars, even if I don't use it. Which I hope the police hear me say that. <laughs> uh, I, I just I'm a car guy. It's just it's who I am. I, I don't just want to sell oil. I want to be, you know, a peer with our customers. Yeah. Is that your black car with the red interior? It is. Uh, we we call it Black Betty at home. <laughs> black Betty. Song. I love it. Great yeah. song. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. And uh, it, the kids love it. I was, I'm was. i a classic rock guy. So uh, I remember getting in there and hooking up. It's got a little Bluetooth vintage radio in it. Yeah. And so first thing I do is I put that song on. The kids just thought it was the coolest thing. So it stuck. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful car, fabulous, and I love cars from that era. My first car was a '67 Chevy Nova, so uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that was a, that was a good headlight year. Uh, they were, yeah. Your car has very much that same look, that same styling, mm-hmm. probably the same. Well, came out of GM, so there you go. And then my second car was a '67 Carmen Ghia, so I kind of had a love for that period of time. So. Yeah, hey, hey, Carmen Ghia's are fun, man. Uh, those are those are cool cars. They kind of reminded me of the old Porsches. Uh, I just uh, it was my poor man's it was my poor man's Porsche. I was in <laughs> high school and college. I couldn't afford a Porsche. That's what I wanted, but uh, it was a great little car. Of course, I had to hop up the engine, put a twenty one ten cc motor in that thing with dual Delordos, and yeah, you know, kind of made. <laughs> how, it how long did the block last in that situation? Actually, you know, that was a. Until I sold it, until the poor girl that bought it, she was hit by a drunk driver and the car was destroyed. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, but uh, that that engine used to take me from San Diego up to Mammoth Mountain. We'd cruise up there and there's this long Cajon grade that is a long grade and I just pegged that thing and it would just power up that hill. Never let me down. Uh, the guy, that had to be fun. The guy that built that motor for me did a really, really nice job. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today. So sit back on the couch. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. If you were manifest as a vehicle, 
vehicle, Morgan, not what you want to be, but how you perceive the man in the mirror. So you got to kind of dig a little deep into your soul here. What would you be, but more importantly, why? So, so hypothetically, if, what do they call it whenever you die and come back to something else? Right, yeah. Uh, reincarnation. Yeah, reincarnation. If I was reincarnated as a car, what would I be? Uh, that's a tough one because, you know, my first reaction in my mind is to say something, you know, fun and sporty because oh, I like fast cars and everything else. That, that's my first go-to. But then I realize as a human on foot, I'm terribly slow. Okay. And I'm not the strongest. So I'd have to... But I feel like I'm reliable, so I'm going to go with the Toyota Camry. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. Now I now I not want to know why. Yeah, well, because, you know, I'm going to hold my resale value, I hope. You know? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic in that situation. Again, I'm reliable. Uh, I can carry my kids on my back. And Toyota was a great sponsor of mine when I was racing for years. So I got to shamelessly plug them when I can. There you go. I think he hit all the all the boxes with that one. I love it. Nice answer to that. And to this day, one of my favorite rental cars to get. <laughs> Is a, ca- a Camry. Yeah. Well, they're, they're easy. They can park them anywhere. They're great. Yeah. You know, I still think to this day, Toyota probably makes them the most reliable car there is out there. Well, something I really like about Toyota is they're leading the charge in the biofuel sector, the uh, the hydrogen, yep. you know, setup. I, I think that, um, you know, as lithium becomes a little more uh, difficult to, to source and some of the issues that are out there and ice engines are, you know, faux pas right now. So I think uh, the concept behind going after biofuels and, and different things is great to see them expand on different markets and, and not put all their eggs in one basket. You know, this is a, we could talk a whole nother hour about this this area of conversation, but I've had a lot of people on my show in the last six months that are either manufacturing EVs into the EV world or into the battery technology world. But every one of them has said, we have to come up with alternative fuel sources. And I've had a few people on the show in the hydrogen world, and I just, I just kind of wonder why that isn't out there more, uh, I, I could have my guesses, my conspiracy theories, but I think hydrogen is so important. It's I think it's cool that Toyota is getting into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everything I've read sounds like they're they're making good headway on it. I, I would assume that the most difficult part is probably delivering the the hydrogen itself as a fuel supply scenario. And but where there's a problem, there's a solution. So Always. somebody smarter than me will figure it out. So philanthropy, I know, is a big part of your family, your culture there. Um, what are some ways you like to help give back to folks in the automotive sector? Well, we sponsor a ton of racers, people, and series. That could be considered philanthropy <laughs> yeah. in its own right, but yeah. um, <laughs> uh, it, it is a big part of our marketing efforts. But, you know, as far as helping people in the automotive sector, we feel like our mission as a company really kind of executes that as solving problems. Um you know, when I came out of the racing world and, and first got really reintroduced back into the family business, I spent uh, a few days, maybe a week in customer service, just, just trying to get to know the customer a little bit better. I didn't tell them what my name was because just in case I didn't want to throw them off at all and, uh, and get some skewed answer. But sure. I had this nice woman down in Florida call in and she was telling me about her, her Ford Escape and how she was having a, you know transmission problems. She took it to the shop. Um, it was leaking, slipping a little bit and she took her to the shop and they told her, you know, it was going to be, I can't remember how many dollars to fix it, but you know, obviously it's a four figure expense, but she was working two jobs as a 70 year old woman trying to help her granddaughter and kids and, and all the stuff that she was taking care of. And so she decided to go to the auto parts store and ask them, they told her to try her product. She puts it in, problem goes away. And she was calling literally just to say thank you. Wow, nice. Because it wasn't about the money, it was about the time. And 
when you hear that, it hits you, it cuts you deep. But that's in my opinion, a ver- version of philanthropy. But we also do other things. We're we're partnered with the National Medal of Honor Museum, uh, and, and that group. Uh, we're partnered with a lot of children's hospitals and and a lot of different people, and also just trying to help our own employees and team members out. We we care deeply about others, and it's. It's hard to do that, but with the family business that borderlines enterprise at times, you know, you, that's one of those things that keeps you grounded in, in who you are as a family company. What a wonderful story. So how about a great book? Is there a great book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I wish I could say I was more of an avid reader. Uh, you know, I'm more of a news guy than a, a book guy at times, but, you know, I, I do try to make sure I get some time in with the Bible. But uh, I, I will say outside of that, a book that I feel like that can I think help people that are, you know, trying to be parents or leaders in their, their business space, or maybe trying to grow in this, those segments. It's a book that really doesn't have much to do with business. Uh, but it, Tony Dungy, the Colts head coach for years, Super Bowl winning coach, he wrote a book called uh, the mentor leader. It's a great book. I think it, it, it helps soften your heart to situations and people and problems. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a quick read and easy read. And uh, I think it, it really helped me at a time when I needed a kind of a paradigm shift. Nice, nice reference there. I love it. So I'm going to allow you to go on the ultimate drive today. We're going to go have some fun, okay? I'm going to buy you any car in the world that you can take for a drive. You can take anyone with you, somebody living or someone who's passed, and you can be driving anywhere. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you, Morgan? <laughs> well, if I had to line up who I'd be taking a ride with, it would be Dale Earnhardt Sr. Ooh, cool. Uh, I, could, I could pick any era, any generation. I grew up as a, a big three fan, if you know what I mean. And, uh, I mean, he was awesome on the track, but his attitude, his demeanor, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, trying to, it's like being a fan of Michael Jordan's, in my opinion, for me <laughs> as a car fan. Um, I think if I had to pick what we'd be taking a drive in, it had to be something sporty. So I, I was going to go with the the – Smoking the Bandit era, like 74 Trans Am. Um, I just watched that movie the other night. <laughs> I've always been a fan of that movie. He's found it down, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He would be driving. I would definitely let Dale drive because I, I heard a story once, whether it's true or not, about him driving from somewhere in Georgia back to Charlotte in reverse on the highway. <laughs> and uh, when I heard that, I was like, you know what? I want to take a ride with that guy. Yeah. That sounds like fun. And if I had to figure out, like, if we're talking about things, you know, just... I, I don't even know if I would want to do much talking. I think I like a good campfire storyteller, I like somebody that can, you know, keep you engaged. And, and if, uh, for me, I would just want to hear stories, you know, I, I kind of write my own little autobiography of Dale Earnhardt Sr. and have some fun with that. Just, you know, again, what makes him tick? Uh, what are those memories that influenced him in his life? You know, what, what, what is it that Dale Earnhardt remembers out of all the amazing memories that he has had in his life? Wow, what a trip that would be. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I had his daughter, uh, Kelly Earnhardt Miller, as a guest on the show. And uh, she she told some really fun stories and interesting stories and challenging growing up with a dad uh, with a shadow that big, you know, being in that giant shadow, how difficult that was. He was away a lot, racing a lot, and uh, the challenges that that made. But, uh, boy, he sure inspired a lot of people's lives. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I became a fan of racing probably because of him, even though I went drag racing, not, you know, masked, I never drove a cup car, but, um, I, the idea of just 
you know, what does is, what is Ricky Bobby say? I want to go fast. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go fast at a young age. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Bobby. I love it. Ah, very cool. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful drive today, Morgan. And I can't thank you enough for spending some time with me today. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, a success quote or a mantra with us? You know, uh, I think the biggest mantra is to uh, never be afraid to ask a dumb question, mm-hmm. to surround yourself with good people uh, that you can trust and count on. And, you know, selfishly, I'm going to plug the oil company here. But I think to me, the world needs people that are more confident when it comes to taking care of their cars. We spend so much time taking care of our physical health, our mental health, um, you know, with vitamins, supplements, therapy, whatever it is. Uh, and our cars, if you really think about the, the general construction of a car, they're very similar to, you know, a, a working human body because they have all the same, you know, they pump blood. They, you know, they, they have things that make them move and tick and they have brains and they just, they're cars. You got to bridge those gaps. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be a mechanic to maintain your car. You don't have to have some kind of special certification to tell you that you can take care of your own car. And you don't need to have some dealership tell you that you're going to avoid a warranty by taking care of your own car. Because at the end of the day, that is your that is an extension of you. You drive it every day to get to work, to the store, to take your kids to school. And you need to count on that thing. You need to be able to go out in the driveway, hit the, you know, hit the key, hit the button, and have a startup and, and go where you need to go. And, uh, you know, we, we often neglect our, our mattresses and our cars and it's time to, you know, take care of those things that are so important to our daily life. Yeah, I just read a great story. I'm a member of the Porsche 356 Club and their magazine. And the gentleman wrote the story about the old Porsche engines in relating to his own body and how he had had uh, a heart stents having to put in because he hadn't taken care mm-hmm. of himself. And, you know, hadn't, the blood is the oil in the body and not keeping that fresh and clean with proper nutrients and exercise. Same with a car when it sits too long or you don't change the oil often enough or put the right additives in. So it was a really interesting story, but I agree with you. Uh, It's pretty simple to make a car last a long time. We buy cars in our family and keep them for a long time. It just makes financial sense, but taking care of them. And I just took my wife's car in for a service and they told me, you know what, this thing's going to go 300,000 miles the way you've taken care of it. And most people... They don't take their car in until it breaks, which is the wrong time to take it in, right? Yeah, and you should get a physical, not wait till you, you know, yeah. you, you, until have you have a, a heart illness. attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's yeah, it, it's such a great way to, to look at that. And again, it's it, and it puts money back in your pocket when you do that. You maintain your car and get expensive if you neglect it long enough. And uh, why do that? And that's again why we make the products that we make is so people don't have to go to the shop. They can. They can get it at Walmart. They can get it at AutoZone, O'Reilly, Advance. They can get it at Napa, all these different places. But you can get it at convenience stores or online. Uh, there's no reason why you can't take care of your own car. But those are products or not, I just want to know that people are out there looking out for their vehicles. Absolutely. And how can people learn more about Lucas Oil products? Well, I, LucasOil.com is a great place to start. Uh, and, and I mentioned it earlier, you know, if you don't trust the, our website uh, or our social media, which you can find that as well. Go to, to walmart.com, go to amazon.com, look at the reviews and hear what third parties have to say about the product. And I feel like that is uh, a big deal for us. And, and we're also going to be adding QR codes to the front of all of our packaging. I mean, I've said this before with people, but there's not enough room on the back of the label to put all the fun things that our products can do for a consumer. And we're going to try and find ways to, to share that with them, to be a lot more out in front of it. And uh, that's that's it. I mean, 
we, we want to find new ways to inform people, but right now we feel like we're flooding the market with information and, and we're doing a good job of it. Yeah, well, you are. LucasOil.com, check it out. I've used their products. They work. Uh, that's all I can say about that. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Robert Knoll from Driven360 for bringing Morgan to the show. Robert, thank you very much. Morgan, hey, thanks for sharing what you do with us today. This has been a really fun ride with you. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.